Doc Smo here, talking portable, practical pediatrics. From the bassinet to the boardroom, if it involves children, yeah, we talk about it here. I meet with brand new parents and their new babies on a daily basis. Of course, during these visits, we talk about the important topics of safe sleep, flu, and pertussis immunizations for family members, the importance of natural light for babies, and the importance of having newborn babies avoid unnecessary exposure to places and situations where they might pick up an infectious disease. I also make a point to get around to some tips that have the potential of saving these families literally thousands of dollars during their baby's early infancy. I thought my blog audience would enjoy hearing these tips and taking advantage of the same cost savings that my patients' families do. Parents of newborns have the daunting task of not only raising their little Johnny or Janie, but also funding their entire childhood. Money is always tight, and every dollar saved can be put to use for other family needs. What's the old expression? A penny saved is a penny earned. Nothing could be truer. So here we go with Doxmo's money-saving suggestions for parents with new babies. You don't want to miss this podcast. It's Paul Smolin, M.D., your podcast host, bringing you informative and entertaining knowledge on a wide range of parenting and child health topics. You have parenting questions. He has answers. It's portable, practical pediatrics on your schedule. And here is your podcast host, Dr. Paul Smolin. Tip number one, breastfeed. Well, when you tell people you're pregnant and going to have a baby, one of the first things they often ask is, are you going to breastfeed? Feeding a baby is one of the most fundamental activities of a parent, and it turns out that choosing to breastfeed can save you big amounts of cash in the first year. A breastfeeding advocacy website I found called Kelly Mom estimates the cost of feeding an infant formula for a year to be anywhere between $816 for the most inexpensive formula all the way to $3,163 for the most expensive formulas. They found that formula ranged in costs between 8 to 31 cents an ounce, and babies eat a lot of ounces. The cost adds up quickly. Deciding to breastfeed certainly makes economic sense, since that decision conservatively saves most families $1,000 a year. Tip number two, keep that little head round. Well, you're probably aware that newborn babies have rapidly growing skulls, and they're soft. Just the pressure of their own skull weight laying on a hard surface can cause a baby's head to deform and become lopsided. Fixing this deformity can be very expensive. You've probably seen babies wearing the little helmets that make them look like NFL football players. No, they're not off to the gridiron, and it's not a fashion statement. They're having their head reshaped to correct a flattening, a condition called plagiocephaly, that is usually caused by laying on their backs in one position for too long. While the helmets are cute and 
They look great with their little colorful stickers on them. They are custom-made medical devices and are very pricey. You don't want your baby to get anywhere near one of these devices. Their cost ranges anywhere from $2,300 to $4,000. That's some serious cash. And the thing is, the need for these helmets is almost always avoidable if parents do some simple things from the get-go after their baby's born. Here's what I recommend that parents of newborns do to prevent that flattening. I think it's very important for parents to get aggressive, what's called tummy time. Tummy time is when you lay a baby on their tummy on a safe sleep surface with mom or dad awake and watching, of course, starting as soon as you can when the baby gets home from the hospital. An hour a day of tummy time, that's great. Two hours a day, even better. The more, the better. The cost of providing tummy time, zero. To see how tummy time is done, watch the video I have linked in my show notes. Secondly, make sure your baby's neck is not stiff and can move freely in all directions by doing some simple neck stretching exercises. I even have a video to show you on how to do this that's linked in the show notes. Remember, your baby has just emerged from a very cramped environment in the womb with not much real estate to stretch out in. The cost of these stretching exercises, again, it doesn't cost you anything. The cost is zero. And finally, do not let your baby spend much time in a bouncy seat or swing. These devices tend to put pressure on the same spot on the back of your baby's skull and magnify the deforming pressure on areas of flatness. I know a lot of new parents get these devices as gifts, and they didn't pay anything for them. But if your baby develops plagiocephaly, that's that flattening on one side of the head, the lopsided head, your savings account could take a serious hit. Your baby may love these devices. That's often a problem, but your pocketbook certainly won't. So the cost saving of not buying a swing or a bouncy seat, that's $200. And if you add up all the savings, not getting a helmet, not buying the bouncy seat, total savings, $3,200 to keep little Johnny's head round. Tip number three, shop smart. In order for parents to shop smart, I think they need an Amazon Prime account or a big box warehouse membership like that at Costco. New parents are going to be buying a lot of the same things, and it pays to buy in bulk. These memberships just make sense to me. Most of the baby items that I have researched will be shipped free with a Prime membership, and having things delivered to your home when you have a newborn is a big, big plus in my book. By shopping at these places, you also know you're getting the very best price out there. What's not to love about shopping this way? And if mom is breastfeeding, it's recommended that she give her infant vitamin D supplement 400 international units a day uh, while the baby is being exclusively breastfed. And I recommend a brand called Carlson D for babies for two reasons. First, it's tasteless and very concentrated. A dose is only one drop per day, and that makes it very easy to give a baby compared to many of the other brands that 
require parents to give larger volumes per dose. Secondly, the cost of Carlson D for a one-year supply is only $8 on Amazon. That's $8 for a year supply. Compare that with the popular newborn vitamin called polyvisol. You guys probably took polyvisol when you were babies. Well, that costs $91.20 per year on Walgreen.com. Lord knows what it costs in the drugstore. Getting the Carlson will save you a quick $83 a year. Nice. Okay, now we're getting into some serious potential savings by having your baby avoid sickness. Well, with this fourth cost-saving tip, I'm going to wade into a little bit of controversial area. I think if you ask a dozen pediatricians, when should a newborn baby be exposed to adults and children who are not in their own family, you'll get a lot of different answers. My longtime listeners know how I feel about this issue, especially if they've listened to my post called Going Public with Your Newborn. There's a link in the show notes, of course. If your baby is under three months of age and gets a fever, that's a rectal temperature of 100.5 or greater or 38 degrees Celsius, they will usually be automatically admitted to a hospital and get what's called a septic workup and at least 48 hours of broad-spectrum IV antibiotics. About 7% of them will have serious life-threatening infections, and this admission will literally save their life. But 93% of these infants have a self-limiting viral illness uh, requiring no treatment. Unfortunately, a hospital admission is the only way to tell which febrile infants do or don't have a life-threatening illness. What a bummer. Costs vary, but I estimate that the cost of one of these admissions is about $12,000 in direct health care costs, not to mention the disruption in both parents' home and work life. Now, here's the big point. Minimizing exposure of your baby to non-family members and avoiding public places where surfaces are often full of germs greatly reduces your baby's chance of getting sick with a fever and needing one of these hospital admissions that cost so much. Additionally, ensuring that all family members, including grandparents, uncles, and aunts, anybody really, who come near your baby, have been vaccinated against whooping cough and flu, reduces the chance further that your baby will get sick when they are less than three months of age. Remember that Doxmo Pearl, prevention trumps treatment every time. Potential savings, 12000 big dollars. Tip number five, think twice before buying some baby equipment. Potential savings, $650. Well, we live in a very wealthy society, and we have gotten used to having many things that we consider necessary that only a few years ago parents just didn't have. Things that, if you stop and think about it, might actually be in the luxury category. You know what I'm talking about. Things like warmers for baby wipes, anywhere from $20 to $70 for one of these babies. Video monitors, $77 to $260. Fancy electric bouncy seats, $119 to $250. Bassinets, an average of $130 
and co-sleepers averaging $200. If parents just hold on tight to their visa when it comes to these types of purchases and instead bought a cardboard box designed for newborns to sleep in that are all the rage now, these things cost 70 bucks. I estimate you would save about $650. Put those savings in your pipe and smoke them. Okay, now I've given you five great tips to save money if you have a newborn in your house and keep them healthy at the same time. My tips not only will save you money, but some of them will improve your baby's health. How great is that? Breastfeeding, clearly the healthy choice. Avoiding expensive cranial bands by preventing the flat spot on the baby's head to start with. That's a good idea. Finding the best deals for essential things that you'll be buying for your newborn and buying them in bulk. Nice. Avoiding potentially expensive sickness. That's a fantastic idea. And giving serious thought before buying any baby equipment because maybe it's it's maybe more of a luxury than an essential item. A famous pediatrician once said, just because you can buy these things doesn't mean that you necessarily should. Well, if you add up all these savings, it comes to a whopping $17,233. And who says the pediatricians aren't worth their weight in gold? I potentially saved my families this whopping $17,233 on their very first visit. You know, sometimes I even surprise myself at what good advice I give parents. And when you take those savings and add to them the incredible power of compound interest, you are really getting on your financial mojo. Albert Einstein understood the power of compound interest when he said, quote, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. You take all those savings, you put them in that little 529 plan for your kid's college education, and you are rocking it, baby. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Portable Practical Pediatrics. If so, please take a moment to hit the like button on my Facebook page or share this or any other episode with friends and family or even write a review on iTunes or Facebook. That helps other parents find my blog. Well, this is Doc Smo broadcasting from Studio 1E, hoping you learned some quick ways to make a dash and save some major cash. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music, Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry, and Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. 
Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider. Thank you.